welcome to She Dares to Dream podcast. I'm your host, Michaela Oleksova, multi-passionate creative entrepreneur, marketing strategist and educator. And my intention is to empower you to create anything your soul desires. Whether you want to find your life's purpose, leave your nine to five job or turn your unique talent into a thriving business, this is the place to dream big. Through a series of intimate conversations, I'll be sharing inspiring stories of incredible humans who had the courage to follow their dreams, building their meaningful lives and successful businesses. I believe that their personal stories can not only touch your heart and soul, they can move and motivate you to take an inspired action and unleash your own potential. So get ready to live your dreams, no matter how big or small. Hi friends, welcome to another episode of She Dares to Dream podcast. Today I'm joined by an international retreat leader, lifestyle design coach and founder of Sweet Spot Style, Deshay Peacock. She works with creative entrepreneurial women who want to upgrade their lifestyle and live fully in their sweet spot. She is also the author of two books, Create the Style You Crave and Your Creative Workspace, has been featured in numerous media outlets such as Origins Magazine, Design Sponge, ABC News, The Huffington Post, US News Money, and has made radio and TV appearances across the nation. Like myself, Dishay is a multi-passionate entrepreneur. So I can't wait to talk to her today about how we can design our life and business around our multiple talents, passions and skills to reflect our true, authentic and creative self. So if you're ready, let's dive in. Hi, Dishay. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. So I've been a fan for a while and seen how your business has evolved. And to me, you're a perfect example of a woman who brings together your creative heart and strategic mind in your business. So if we are going to talk about what you do and how your business can help other women later on in the show, I would like to first ask you how you can describe your brand, Sweet Spot Style, in three words. What would they be? Well, first, I just want to say thank you so much for having me. I'm really, really excited for your podcast. And um, this is really fun. This is like my favorite discussion in the world. So I'm really excited to be here. Um, okay, so three words. You know that I'm multi-passionate. So, of course, that's extremely difficult. So I have like 10 words, but I think that I'll narrow it down. <laughs> I think I'll narrow it down to dreamers and doers. Okay. Yeah. So dreamers and doers, because I think that um, it is for dreamers, but not just only dreamers, like people who are ready to take action. Absolutely. So um, do you remember when was the first time you heard your heart's calling and realized you're here to do something bigger in your life. What was that magic moment? Well, you know, I've always felt like I was here to do something big. And I, I just, I knew that it wasn't to be ordinary. 
Um, so I had this feeling, you know, from early childhood that there was something I was supposed to do. It was supposed to be different and unique, but it just took a very long time to figure out what that was. So there really wasn't any magic moment. It was more like a very long quest of discovery, trial and error. Yeah. And so how did your journey evolve from uh, there and then? Because there's always, um, uh, like either one defining moment in our life or business that helped us to get from where we were to where we are now what was it for you well i think that i tried to just follow my my gut and i tried to i tried many many different things and then my body would tell me when it was wrong and that happened for many you know many, many years where I would take a job because I thought I want to help people. And I would take a job in social work. And then I, my body would ache and my neck would hurt and my head would hurt and I would quit the job. And I did that, Michaela, I did that 40 times. I had 40 jobs. I wrote them down one time and that's a lot of jobs. So you can imagine that I would get a job, work, get sick, quit. And so I began to think that there was something wrong with me. I thought I had a disease. I went to the doctor and I was like, something is physically wrong with me and nobody could ever figure it out. And it wasn't until I think, you know, it was really when I started, I feel like I was always looking, but I just wasn't finding. And then one day I discovered, um, actually it was Holly Becker who has a blog called Decor 8. Do you know her? Um, no, I don't think I heard of her before. Well, I was working in a shop at the time. I was in graduate school and I was working in a shop that sold cute home decor. It was like a lifestyle brand in my town while I was in grad school trying to make a little money because I knew that I had this desire to do something creative, but I was always trying to do jobs that were like helping and it wasn't the right kind of helping for me because it just wasn't aligned. Right. So I didn't know I was an entrepreneur. So I kept the jobs that I, that I would love were like retail jobs where I was working in a, like a home decor shop or something like that, or helping people pick out, you know, clothes or something to do with style. But those kind of jobs at that time for me never paid. So I didn't think of that, that as a career path. It wasn't until I was working in that shop that my friend was like, hey, do you follow this blog, Holly Becker Decorate? This was probably like eight or nine years ago. And so I was like, no, I don't follow it. So I went and followed the blog. It was when blogs were really popular. And I fell in love with Holly. And I was like, oh, this woman's cool. Like she's she's figured out how to make money doing creative work. She's a writer. She's a blogger. She focuses on interior design and showcases all these different styles and then I saw that she was having a class on teaching people to have, that was called blogging your way. And I, it was a hundred I think it was like $150. And I remember saving my money for like three months to purchase the, my first online course. And I think that that experience, and then later on, I found other women who, who were similar, who were doing more like entrepreneurship online and teaching digital courses. When I discovered those women, I was like, that's me. That's what I need to do. And I just really started to try to follow them and learn from them and take their classes and their courses. And so it was kind of like, it wasn't a magic moment, but it, I guess if I had to say one magic moment, which I didn't even think of until now, it was probably when my friend told me to look at that blog. And then from there, it just, I mean, it wasn't immediate, but it evolved from there. And then after a while I was like, yeah, that's the, at least, 
that's the direction. I can see how I could do something creative around style in some way and make money. Yeah. So did you, once you have this kind of revelation, did you have um, an idea what it is actually going to be, what it's going to look like? I had a bunch of ideas and that was the problem is I probably had too many ideas. So my ideas were like, I think I want to do something to help women. I'm interested in entrepreneurship. I love home decor. I love interior design. I love style. I love clothes. I love travel. So at the time I ended up getting a job in career development at a liberal arts college. And one day I saw a sign outside in my little town, outside a shop that said, um, feng shui and career development. And so I thought I would take that course so that I could help my students because they were very non-traditional students. So I thought, oh, it might be cool to like get a different lens of how to help my students figure out what they want to do in their lives by taking this feng shui course. And when I took that course, it came out that I should start a TV show. So I started a local TV show and through that experience, I met someone who then was going to help me to take the TV show nationally she introduced me to an agent and that agent ended up getting me a book deal. So that was my first book. Um, and from there, that's what really directed the rest of the my career. And that's where Sweet Spot Style was born. So it was kind of like, it started with a lifestyle intention of like, I was very, very open to what the thing was, as long as I was able to have these certain circumstances around it fulfilled, like making money, doing something creative and helping women. So that's kind of how it evolved. Okay. So <laughs> it's never a shortcut, is it? It just takes takes ages and you just keep trying and uh, testing and see what works for you and then leaving out what doesn't. And I, I found kind of having my own business for over the last 12 years, I went from, you know, teaching yoga to my creative roots again, you know, and uh you just have to be true and honest um, to yourself and who you are. And it's about, and that's what I keep kind of reminding myself all the time and clients I work with, it's always about staying aligned with your truth and with your purpose. 100%. 100%. When uh, you kind of decided, okay, I'm going to have my own business, uh, and you're going to become an entrepreneur. Uh, have you ever dealt with negative response or doubt from your family or friends or peers in regards to living your dreams and choosing to become an entrepreneur? Or have they always been cheering you on? Well, I would definitely not say in the beginning that they were cheering me on. I feel like there's a, a natural response for loved ones to want you to be comfortable and for you not to put yourself at big risk because they care about you and they don't want you to see you fail because that hurts them. So I think naturally people who you know love you are going to try to protect you. So when they, you know, when they heard that I was going to quit my stable academic job to do something that most people didn't understand at the time, and I think people people still don't totally understand, <laughs> um, it was scary. So I think they're like, "Ooh, ugh." It was more of like, "Are you are you sure about that kind of thing?" Um, now, some of my friends were have always. I have a few friends who have always been one hundred percent 
super duper supportive no matter what. And so those people were supportive. And then other people that were closer to me and my family were more like, ah, this is, I'm not sure. And I've told this story before, but when I told my husband I was going to take this online program to learn how to do a business and quit my job eventually, you know, he said, we're going to lose everything. That was his response. So, you know, I can laugh about it now, but that was really painful at the time because it's like, wow, like you're my husband. Like, shouldn't you be telling me like, go for it, honey. I believe in you. This is going to be amazing. This is going to help you grow and help our family grow. But it was more of like the, uh, the opposite of like scared and like, oh, we're going to lose everything. So, um, you know, it's that's definitely been a challenge. But um, I think that now at this point, six years in, my family has a much better understanding of it. And they just, uh, you know, they're supportive now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I can totally relate to that. So we were talking now about the external feedback from your family, friends or peers, um, which is obviously one thing. But it's usually the internal conversation with our own self that has the biggest power over us. Um, our fears is why we hold back and choose to stay in our comfort zone and how do you overcome your inner fears and doubts and limiting beliefs and do you, do you still have fears like even like six years into your business well it's funny because um recently this this week in fact i just um hired someone to help me take my business to another level and it's a very large investment more than i've ever invested in my business in the six years and so i'm currently fear having those feelings right now at this moment like (laughs) you know fear and anxiety and um I have an accountability buddy that I talk to every day, a good friend that I've known for like 20 years, and he's also a life coach. And so he's seen me walk through this process of, you know, taking the first risk to start my business, taking the second risk to quit my business, um, and then all along the way. And so, you know, sometimes you take big risks and they don't they don't pan out the way you want. And then then you, you have to ask yourself, wow, why didn't that pan out? Or how is this going to pan out later? Because I do believe that everything that you do is some kind of learning experience. And you may think I'm going to invest in my business in this way. And the result is that I want to make more money from it, or I want to reach more people and affect more lives, but that doesn't happen. But then something else happens. That's still good. Like you have some kind of learning about yourself or it makes you stronger. Um, it makes you more determined and makes you realize you're more resilient than you thought you were. And somehow you get through it. So, you know, with this new investment, I'm feeling like, I'm scared, but I think the thing that pushes me through is that I have a stronger desire to grow than the fear. So I keep going. I keep taking risks. I take calculated risks, um, and then I pray on those. And I and I I ask God. I ask the higher power to to help me make the right decision and help me stay calm through through these um, these seasons of up leveling. You know, to 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 continue to grow to where you want to be. Yeah. Yeah, I love I love that. Um so you already mentioned um the book that you basically kicked off your career um and you publish actually two books as I mentioned at the beginning um they are create the style you crave and your creative workspace in 
And in one of the books, intro, you say, we are all born with an innate desire to creatively express the essence of who we are. This desire is embedded in our soul, a gift at birth, our own northern star in a galaxy full of the unknown. It's the one true thing we know we always have, regardless of the circumstances that surround us. I think this is just so beautiful. And do you believe that creativity is inside each and every one of us? And how can we get in a creative flow if we feel stuck? So I do believe that we're all born with innate an innate desire to express our essence. And whether you call that creative or not, I do believe that we all have that. I do believe that we're all born for a reason and that we're embedded in our, our souls know what that reason is. But as we grow up, as we become adults, we often forget um, or we're derailed from that true purpose. So it's up to us to return to that core desire and really to live to our full potential. So I think it's kind of like trying to, you know, through culture and through society and through our parents and through our own personal experiences, we get away from that. But there is always this desire to express express who we are. So I think that's that's been my path of just like how to continually push. I mean, that's why I went through all those jobs, right? Because I had this desire to to express who I am and to share my gifts. And I do believe we all have that. So I think it's just a matter of trying to remove all the layers, um, all these cultural layers and all these messages we've been given by society to peel it all back and try to get back in touch with, you know, the reason we're here and then, and then move in that direction. Yeah. So it's almost as if uh, we need to connect with our inner child again, isn't it? Yeah. You know, our inner child or our inner compass, you know, that thing that's telling us, like pushing us, that's usually like some kind of feeling or, or some kind of little whisper um, to get us to just to continue to move forward towards, you know, reaching our full potential. Do you have any uh, secret or personal tip to help you get into the creative flow yourself when you feel stuck? Do you have any like rituals or kind of spiritual practice? Well, I mean, I do. I, I do all kinds of stuff. But I think the main thing is, I mean, for me, meditation is really good to quiet down all the the voices and just kind of tap into like my own voice Um, and physical activity even though I'm not prone to I don't like my husband is extremely physical like he has to work out like not work out but he likes to run and ski and hike and you know he has a he just has a big amount of energy for doing that and for me If I don't make myself, I'd rather just wake up and come and sit down at the computer and look on Instagram and read and drink coffee and tea and maybe go for a little walk. But, you know, I know that I need to get my heart rate going. And so I force myself to like right now I'm doing a 30 day challenge to do yoga um, or some kind of cardio, at least just 15 minutes and meditate every day. So like tapping into the body can help you get unstuck. That's for sure. Um, that's one thing. And then the other thing is I think when you feel stuck, it's because you're feeling overwhelmed and probably you have too many ideas. So you've got to just pick one and you've got to just take action. Nothing gets you out of feeling stuck than taking action. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's so true. I totally agree. So um, when uh, 
you see a lot of creative people and we just keep talking about it over and over again like having uh, so many different ideas you know and seeing opportunities and everything and we are multi-passionate and we are multi-hyphenate it might not be always easy to find our sweet spot so how do you find yours and how do you think it has changed over the years for you how has it changed? Well, I think that it's definitely changed because, you know, in the very, very, very beginning, I thought maybe I would have a TV show. So I did this local TV show that I mentioned, but it didn't pan out right into a national TV show. But I did end up getting a book deal from it. And then from the book deal became a lifestyle design coach and a small business coach. So um, I think that it's definitely evolved over time. And it's just because that I have um, I've. I've been open to growth and I've been open to see where that that goes. And I think that my brand reflects that as well, because I created an umbrella brand, sweet spot style, so that my brand could grow with me. And, you know, I'm 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 proud of that. I'm happy with that, because I think one core core part of my personality is like I like endless potential for growth. And so my brand can grow with me. And um you mentioned in uh, Sweet Spot Style, you as an umbrella brand, um, you not only do creative things, working with um, female entrepreneurs or creative entrepreneurs. Um, I know you've also done quite a few retreats in the past. What was that about? And how what was that on your dream vision board running retreats? Because you do love traveling. So was it like just another aspect of your creative soul trying to express for sure yeah because um i grew up in a small small town in arkansas in southern united states and there wasn't a lot going on and we didn't travel internationally at all as a family so i had this desire when i was very young to see the world and so i wasn't able to do that until i was in my 20s um but then i did and i was hooked and i love internet especially international travel so um but there was a time in my life where i couldn't see how i could do the travel that i wanted because i was in a job and you only get off a certain amount of time and it's expensive to travel and we, i just didn't make enough money honestly so it was time and money so i um, I discovered that if I could create a way to travel that I got paid for, that I could do work I love and get paid for it. And so I started off by just going to, when I quit my job, I took my daughter to school and we went to San Miguel de Allende, Mexico, a place that I had wanted to go for many, many years. And the way that I started was I just um, rented um, a room in this meditation center and I tried to do just a local workshop. And then that didn't really pan out because I knew absolutely no one in that town, right? So I was worried no one was going to show up. And I only knew one person who didn't even live there anymore who connected me with another person. And I, asked, I invited that one person to this workshop. And she invited a few friends. And turns out that she helped people do these kind of like group travel programs, um, so she, hers wasn't really a retreat. Hers was more like, you know, tours, but she helped me 
um, you know, my, it was, it was basically born out of a problem. The problem was how do I spend more time here? And then I happened to meet this woman, the one woman <laughs> that I met who came to the workshop, who was like, oh, I do that. I help pre people do tours of San Miguel. So the very next year when I came back, I did my first retreat and she designed it and she helped me. And then after she designed it and I saw that it worked and I was able to make a little bit of money. I actually went to her house for a party and she had this gorgeous, beautiful mansion. And when I walked into the door of that mansion, it was like a message. It was like a message dropped down from heaven and it was so clear and it just said retreat here. So that was when I had to, I was another time in my life where I had to up level because I was doing retreats at um, like a, a small boutique hotel that wasn't very expensive. And then this house to rent this house was quite a bit more. So I, I switched my brand a little bit and the retreats became luxury retreats so that I could have the retreats in that house, primarily because I wanted to stay in that house. I had that message. And so the next, all the retreats, I think I ended up leading like eight retreats um, into that house until that house went on the market just last year and sold. So that house is off and I'm not sure where my next retreats are going to be. I'm kind of waiting until I have that feeling again, but um, that's where that came from. Yeah. I love that. Uh, this, um, when the, the right thing and right people come into our life for a reason and you then are kind of showing the sign that this, this is, Kind of that uh, next step or kind of um, uh, pointing to the right direction. Yes. And that's not always easy because that requires faith and that requires intuition. And it, it there's a lot of unknowns. So right now, I don't, I mean, it's coronavirus time right now, but even if it wasn't, I don't have any retreats planned for 2020 or 2021. And that's because, you know, when that house sold, I was like, okay, I'm, you know, I, I literally don't know. I Do I feel like I want to have more retreats? Yes. But I, I feel like it's probably going to come up again and I'm going to have to wait until the time is right and I, and I feel it. Yeah, exactly. And that kind of goes back to what you mentioned at the beginning, like you feel it in your body when uh, something amazing is about to happen and it's a right thing for you. Your, your body just tells you and it's about that inner intuition to feel that openness, that expansive, excited feeling rather than contraction, right? So you kind of know. Yeah, you kind of know. And there's, there's, there's still some fear there because even though I, I 100% felt it in that moment, at the time, actually, that house wasn't for rent. She was living there with her family. And I remember going to her husband who was grilling for us. We were having this party, right? And I kind of like was joking around. I was like, oh, I can't wait till I rent your house. I'm going to have a retreat here. Because sometimes like I'll get the message and I'll think it's real before it's real. <laughs> and he looked at me like, uh, okay, uh, I don't think so. But in my heart, I knew it was going to happen. Uh, but I didn't know how. Right. And then when it came down to it and they, they ended up leaving and traveling for months and they did have their house up for rent. And then I got, got to rent it. Even then, I remember being scared and feeling like kind of like scared, like, am I good enough? Because I'm charging so much for these retreats. I'm charging thousands of dollars. And this was the first time, right? And I remember calling my mom and just saying, like, I was kind of teary-eyed and I was like, gosh, what if people get there and they're they're disappointed? Or what if I like they're it doesn't meet their expectations of what I've promised? And my mom was really cool and she said, Don't worry about it, just be yourself. Like 
just be yourself because you know you're you're what you're promising is a reflection of who you are like you haven't been deceiving people like you're just being yourself when you're talking to people about the retreat and when they get there as long as you continue to be yourself like that's enough that's going to be fine they're going to be happy and i just that was the best advice anybody could give you i mean especially from a mother to a daughter but you know that advice just it gave me such relief and such confidence and then of course everybody was happy and it was a great time and it was like wonderful but you know i still had fears even then so um going back to the multiple passions do you think that having various passions and um different talents and skills uh helps you um set you and your business apart and helps you create a unique signature brand or have you ever felt that it made your life or business actually a bit more complicated and difficult to stand out well i think it's both you know being multi-passionate is a gift and it's a challenge so it's been harder for me to market um, because i have multiple different things going on um but i'm proud that i've created a brand that is uniquely me you know, and that there's this endless potential for growth and that my brand can grow as I do. So, you know, if someone was to say to me, like, well, you could do so much better if you could just choose one thing and focus on that and grow, I would probably believe them, but I would be like, but that's not me, you know? So I just don't think that I can do that. I mean, who knows? Maybe I could do that, but I feel like I'm happy with the way it is. And, you know, I don't do every single idea that I come up with. I, I limit it to, to a few different, a few different things, um, the retreats, the books, the coaching. Right. Um, but, but I'm also open for it to evolve and I'd like to do more digital courses, but it's, it's around that same theme. And I think as long as as long as you can figure out some kind of an umbrella brand to house your passions to where it makes sense to people, that it can definitely work. Even though most online marketers pretty much, well, not everybody, but most online marketers will encourage you to pick one thing. And I haven't. Um, but, you know, it's worked for me because it's it's who I am. So it's like, sorry, this is how it has to be, you know? Yeah. And I think we briefly kind of uh, touched on this a uh, few weeks ago or a couple of months ago when um, I shared the Ice Wound podcast with you, right? And we talked about the multi-hyphenate um, kind of people and entrepreneurs. And I totally agree with you. Like um, lots of business and life coaches will tell you uh, for you know for messaging and marketing purposes, pick one thing, pick one niche because you know, that's going to be very clear to people who you are, what you do. But like yourself, I find it really difficult because there's just so many things that is me and that make my business. So, but I, I think you managed to really cleverly um, combine all you do, all your talents, all your skills together because they complement each other. They're still kind of, you know, around kind of one uh, one thing or one topic so I, I think you're doing an amazing job anyway <laughs> oh well thank you I do feel like it was you know a bit of a puzzle trying to put them together in a way that would make sense to in a brand and one thing that helps me is by asking just two simple questions so if anybody's out there and you're listening and you're like I'm multi-passionate and I don't know how to grow because I think the challenging part is when you're if you're trying to do everything at once 
then your focus is split in too many ways. And then you can um, lose energy because you can feel like you're not seeing any growth. So what I always say is like narrow it down a little bit and focus on things in, in, in quarters, right? And kind of like, so when I decided to write the book, I, I, you know, I was like, okay, this year, the only thing I'm doing is building my brand, which meant the website and at the time and writing this book and that's it, you know? So I have people, um, I have my clients answer two questions. So one, what is it you want to do and who do you want to do it with? And so for me, that second question really informs everything. So I know that I want to work with multi-passionate, creative, entrepreneurial women. And then that informs everything else. And then I have all these ideas, but as long, it has to fit under that. It has to fit under that, right? So as long as I'm serving those women, there's many different things I can do within that. So um, because I'm, I am providing services for one ideal type of client. So that could be a book, that could be a retreat, that could be one-to-one, -one, that could be a webinar, that could be a digital course. There's lots of different ways for me to provide for that ideal client. Yeah. And you, you take them on, on a journey because everyone is at the different, uh, you know, um, stage of their own journeys. So they, they might start with your book. They find you probably through your book and then you take them further on through the journey, right? Yeah. So that's the beauty of it. You know, all of my, usually when I ask a client, like, how did you find me? Like, it could be that they found me through Instagram or they found me through a podcast or they read my book or I was interviewed in a magazine or a friend told them about me or something, but they come in from lots of different ways, which I think that that's pretty cool. You know, that's a gift that they come in through all these different ways and then they discover there's all this other stuff. And so, yeah, it does lend itself for them to grow with me because I can help them with, you know, clarity of where they want to go in their life and their business, but I can also help them with the actual strategy and tools, kind of like the more practical business stuff to help them grow because I've done it myself. So I never help people unless I've done it myself. You know, I feel like that's really important for a mentor or a coach. It's like, I don't want to hire somebody, you know, I want to eventually take my business from six to seven figures. You know, I mean, that's the big long-term goal. And, you know, the, the person I hired is a seven-figure business owner. She's a creative, entrepreneurial, you know, woman who works with women in my niche who's already, she's ahead of me. She's headed towards the seven figures. So, you know, that's what I want to be for other people. Like, I want to work with people who, um, I want to help people because I've already experienced it myself, you know, and that way I can help them better. Same way as why I would hire somebody who's already accomplished what I want to accomplish. Yeah. Yeah. You want to show people what's possible for them because you've been there and you've done it, right? Yeah. And you've also gone through it. You've gone through the ups and downs and you've made it through. If, if you have done that, then you're just gonna, they're going to trust you basically. When, uh, the women or the creative uh, female entrepreneurs are ready to work with you and i know you do one-to-one -one coaching is that right yes 
Yeah. So how would you, if if me, um, as your potential client um, would come to you, uh, how would you help me navigate through my own journey? Um, especially, <laughs> again, you know, like, because me, I'm obviously multi-passionate and as a creative, I see potential and opportunity in so many things. And like you said before yourself in your journey, you know, I... Uh, if I could, I would launch like a new business every single day because I, it's just so exciting to just kind of um, work on a new project and and help and kind of help them grow and um, and make it happen. And I just feel inspired like with so many things. So often it's really hard. I think I'm getting really better with it, but it's mm-hmm. often really hard to choose the right thing and stay focused one of my one of my uh friends called me a serial entrepreneur like a few years back and <laughs> I, I really on it. Uh, so i am super super I, I really have to just keep reminding myself and just be aware of uh this kind of personality uh but yeah, so how do you help other women if they come to you, you know, and obviously they have um, so many ideas and so many, you know, see the creative possibilities and opportunities in lots of things. How do you help them kind of navigate through through their journey and get them focused? Well, this was a little bit tough one because I, and I haven't figured out how to kind of bottle this up, but I think just because I've had so much struggle in my own life of finding the clarity and then making the, making the brand and then making it work for me and finding the success that I always wanted. I think because of all that experience, when I get on the phone or on Zoom or I meet with an ideal client or client, when I talk to them, somehow I just ask the right questions And it's really not that complicated. I'll just ask them questions like, what if, if money and time were, you know, if money time or your responsibilities with your mom or your child or whatever, like an ailing parent, if you didn't have all these um, limitations, what would you do? What would be your ideal thing? Like, I guess the first thing I have them do is dream a little bit. And I think that even it sounds so simple and it's, you know, it's something we're told all the time, but it doesn't mean we're at, we're able to do it because I notice that often when I'll ask people that question, if I don't say without the limitations, they'll say, well, I mean, I'd like to do this, but I have a small child, I don't have time, or I'm dealing with this ailing parent and I don't have energy or, you know, my husband's not into it or we can't move. You know, you, you think of all the reasons why you can't do something and that stops you from fully dreaming. So I just first just ask people, just tell me, like, what is your sweet spot? Like, what would make you so happy? Like, who or who do you aspire to be like? And let's get some clues from that. And then I just listen to them and I let them talk. And the funny thing is, is that even a lot of times when I'll get on the phone, the first thing when I ask them, they'll say, I don't know. But then once I ask the question, they totally do know. It usually comes out in kind of a long rambling message and I take notes and I'll just write down key factors that I kind of kind of like feel from them and I'll write it down. And at the end, I'll be like, it sounds like, can I reflect back to you? And I literally reflect back what they say in their own words, but I kind of quickly edit it down to the essential. And I'll say, it sounds like you're interested in blah, blah, blah. And they'll be like, 
oh my God, how did you know that? And I'm like, well, you, you actually said it. <laughs> so it's kind of like being a detective and pulling out the key information that's already within you. And it's kind of hard to do on yourself. You know, like I find that people like us, multi-passionate entrepreneurs, we're already in brain fog because we have these ideas on repeat that spin through our mind. So when we try to find the clarity on our own, we're just repeatedly asking ourselves the same question and it comes out with all this blurb. And it's almost like we need another person that's like us to take the fog away and present the core message. And then once we have that core message, it's like, ah, yes, that's it. But then it's not only that, because we tend to we tend to have these moments of clarity. I'm sure you've experienced this too. And then like it'll disappear quickly and you'll forget that you had the clarity. And you're like, you have this overall feeling, but and you have these ideas, but you can't remember what that exact thing was. So I think that's why I like working with people over a long, longer period of time because my job is to pull that out of them. And then my job is to remind them over and over again. So keep them focused on it and keep them accountable to continue to focus on that thing. And I, I believe you also have a like a special guide uh, outlining some practical steps that people can download from your website. Is that right? Yeah. So, I mean, one of the things that I have my clients do is um, create their lifestyle intention. And this is something that you can... It's not a goal oriented thing. It's more of like a general core desired feeling type of lifestyle intention that you can will help you to get clarity. And that's step number one. So on my website, you'll see that there's seven steps to get into your sweet spot style life or business. And the seven steps start with clarity and that explains how to write the lifestyle intention. But then it goes into the rest of the steps. And these are the same steps that I use for myself to get to that point. So that would be a great starting point. Okay, so where, where people can get it, what's the website? It's sweetspotstyle.com. Awesome, and that is the freebie that people can uh, get it from, from there. Yeah, so on the website, you'll see it. You'll see it says seven steps to get into your sweet spot style, business or life, and then you just put your name and email in and then you'll get the, the free guide. Awesome, fantastic. Yeah. We uh, obviously talked about... Um, lots of this already but if you could dream up three pieces of clear advice to the listeners who are chasing their dreams or would like to obviously maybe start their own business and um, they want to chase their dreams on their own terms what would that be okay so i'd say number one you gotta have belief and faith in yourself you have to have confidence in yourself Number two, you got to take action to find clarity. If you don't have clarity, clarity is queen. Like you've got to have the clarity. But if you don't, if you don't have the clarity, then you've got to take action to find that clarity. And then number three, you've got to find people who believe in you and your dream, who support you and who can remind you that this is possible and just keep supporting you and keep reinforcing that message and keep being like, you can do this. You've got this. You're doing great. That would be my three things. Awesome. I, I love that. That is just super simple and clear. And I totally agree that clarity is just so important um, in everything we want to do in life or business. So that is that's really powerful. Um, 
Now, looking through your Instagram account and, of course, your books, you can't help but notice that you're la- you, you've got like a big love of, uh, and passion for interior design. And I absolutely love kind of scrolling through your Instagram feed. Mm-hmm. Thank you. My dream house. <laughs> so I know that uh, obviously colors and shapes and materials in our interiors and workspaces influence the way we feel. But do you think that colors, images and words have the same power in how we build and communicate our brands and businesses? Oh, yeah, 100%. You know, I think a brand is built off the copy, which are the words that you you speak or write, um, but also the visuals, you know, visuals are, are the first thing that people see. And so that that is a direct reflection of you and your brand. And that's going to give off a feeling or a vibe. They're going to see that first before they read the words. And if they're attracted to that, then they're going to continue. And if they're not attracted to that, then they're going to go somewhere else. So I do feel like that is very, very important. Like it, you know, you need to make sure that the colors and the pictures and the shapes and all of that does truly reflect you or and or your brand. Yeah, and obviously, um, I always uh, say to people that all of this comes together as your brand or business personality as you know it connects with our feelings and our emotions the same as the interior in our own home to make you feel comfortable and relaxed and and cozy oh yeah and you know that was another thing when you had asked me what was there a moment of clarity you know one thing that I just recalled was when I was um redoing the office in my house so it was this hideous room. I don't know what it was, but it's off the dining room and it had this office grade blue carpet and this dark wallpaper. And um, I didn't redo it. We had lived in our house for five years. We were redoing the whole house. So it finally came to the moment where at the same time as I was trying to figure out my business idea, taking an online course, I was also redoing my office. So I was listening to the online course on business while like ripping up carpet and taking down wallpaper. And I painted the room white because white is clarity and I needed clarity. I didn't have it. I did not know what my business was. And I think just by that sheer amount of like physically removing ugly and replacing it by something totally blank, it almost like helped me through that process. By the end of it, I had my brand. I knew what I was doing. So, you know, there's other factors involved, but I definitely think that that was one of them having a space that reflect, you know, so it's your, it's your online brand. It's the colors and all that, but it's also the physical space that you put yourself in when you're working. And I had this notion of like creating a space for the future me, like the more successful me, the office that I would be in when I would hit that seven figures or whatever, like what would that look like? And so I tried to design it in a way that felt not even where I was, but where I wanted to go. So I could upgrade. It would like almost help me attract the yeah. uh, the person and the experience that I want in my business. Yeah, it's, it's such a, a big part of the manifestation process, isn't it? So yeah, amazing. I love that. Um, so where do you personally look for inspiration to grow your own business? Um, you published two books, you moved to and lived in another country, you run so many creative retreats internationally. So Having already achieved so much, what are you currently dreaming of in your life or business? Apart from the seven-figure growth. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, I feel really happy with what the work that I'm doing. I, I love my life. I love my business. I love my clients. And so I, there's not much I would change. I just want to serve more people. I want to serve more women. I think this message could change the lives of a lot of people. And I just, I really do believe if um, more women could make more money and more women could do work that they want, that the whole world would be better for it. There's so much power when women have economic freedom. Um, it just opens up the door to, to just so much power for them individually in their lives and in society. So my my real goal would be just to, to continue to be more visible and serve more women, but kind of do the same thing that I'm doing. And, and that means that my business may have to evolve. It may mean that I can't see as many one-to-one clients because I need to develop some kind of other program that, that um, can serve more people. So that's where I'm open right now um, to be guided in that direction. That, that sounds amazing. And do you, um, having this kind of uh, big dream vision, do you use uh, a favorite mantra or do you use affirmations uh, that you live by in your daily life? I do. And um, one simple one that I like to repeat a lot to myself and to my clients is just gratitude attracts abundance. So whenever you're feeling down or you're feeling like you're not growing as fast as you want or things aren't going the way you would like to focus on gratitude and really feel those feelings, even the simple things that we take for granted, you know, right now, every single day when I meditate, I say, thank you for my health. Thank you for my daughter's health. Thank you for my husband's health. Thank you for my mom. I go through the whole family because, you know, at this time of the interview, it's COVID-19 and, you know, Imagine if one, if I got sick or my family got sick, everything would change. So I never want to take for granted the simple things. And I'll say, thank you that I can see. Thank you for all my limbs on my body. Thank you for my brain. You know, thank you. There's so much that we can be thankful for. And when you really embody that gratitude, it opens up the door for more abundance. I, I almost got the goosebumps as you were. <laughs> <laughs> We just need to kind of be more present in here and now. And uh, what a amazing kind of uh, message um, to end this interview. This has been so truly amazing talking to you. And I've taken so many mental notes and feel really inspired by what you share with me today. And I'm sure that my listeners will also get lots of aha moments by listening <laughs> to this episode. So before we sign off, can you remind again everyone where they can find you on the internet, social media, so they can connect with you and get some of the amazing freebies we talked about during the show? Sure. So to find that freebie, seven steps to get into your sweet spot style business or life, you'll go to sweetspotstyle.com. And on Facebook, it's the same, sweetspotstyle.com. If you want to follow me on Instagram and see a whole bunch of pretty decor stuff, then you can go to Deshay Peacock. That's where I'm at on Instagram. Awesome. So thank you again so much. Um, I'm so grateful that you joined me for the show today. And I hope you have a wonderful summer despite the current circumstances. So thanks again and speak to you soon. Thank you so much, Michaela. This has been wonderful. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of She Dares to Dream podcast. If you loved it as much as I did, make sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. 
Then head over to the show notes for all the links and information on my guest this week. You can check it out at michaelaoleksova.com forward slash podcast. And while you're there, don't forget to download my free manifestation guide that shows you how to create a business and life of your dreams. I can't wait for you to tune in next time. And until then, have an awesome week.